Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Now you're playing with power. Portable power. Hey everybody, it is episode 542 of Nintendo Switchcraft. This show is brought to you live every single Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can tune in live over on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. I want to take a second and apologize to all of the people who are here watching live because I was late. I was late for two reasons. Number one, I was editing a video that is going up on my StadiaCast YouTube channel about a couple of games that are uh, coming to that platform later on this year, which was announced today. Uh, number two, once I was going to be about 15 minutes late and then I could not connect to Twitch through anything on my computer and like everybody seems to be, I don't know, blaming Fortnite for this. Who knows? Maybe that's the case. Maybe it's not. Um, but uh, I just wanted to apologize to the people who are here for the live show. And uh, if you're not here for the live show, then you don't get to see all of the times that I screwed the intro up and uh, all of the times that I'm going to screw other stuff up. It's funny. You should come and hang out and uh, twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. If you are looking to support the show, head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. You'll find lots of ways there to help me out. Let's get started. I want to talk first about um, North American Nintendo Switch sales. This story comes to us from VG Charts. Uh, com. And here's what they have to say. Nintendo's hybrid video game console, the Nintendo Switch, has surpassed 20 million units sold to customers in the United States, according to VG Charts estimates. Now, that is a significant number. Why is that a significant number? Because the Wii U, which is Nintendo's, I, I, I hate to say failure, I Well, I hate to say failure, but I feel like that's accurate. So Nintendo's failure of a uh, an attempt at something very similar to the Nintendo Switch, uh, the Wii U worldwide only shipped 16.7, I think is the number that I'm looking for, 16.7 million consoles in its entire lifetime worldwide. And we just hit 20 million Nintendo Switch consoles in the U.S. alone. That is very, very impressive. Um, <laughs> check, this is pretty crazy. The Nintendo Switch reached the milestone for the week ending June 6, 2020. The console sold 98,487 units that week. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to pause for a second and let that sink in. In one week, they sold almost 100,000 Nintendo Switch consoles. That is incredibly, incredibly impressive. It's, it took Nintendo Switch 40 months to sell 20 million units in the U.S. If you compare this to other consoles, it took the PS4 48 months to reach 20 million in the U.S. and 51 months for the Xbox One. If you compare it to other platforms uh, for Nintendo, 
Uh, it took the Wii 31 months to sell 20, 20 million units and the DS 43 months. So basically, the Nintendo Switch is selling a little bit slower than the Wii did and a little bit faster than the 3DS did. And the 3DS and the Wii are two of Nintendo's most successful platforms of all time. So I think that that is really, really impressive. And of course, that means we're going to get a whole bunch more games on the Nintendo Switch as, as developers or publishers look at it as a platform that is more attractive because it has a lot of customers, a lot of potential customers for people to buy their games. My son is pretty excited about the new Pokemon expansion that's coming, and he and I were talking about it, and he asked if I was going to get it. I said, I don't think I am, and he asked why not, and I said, because I really only have about, I'm going to say probably about 15 hours in Pokemon Sword and Shield on my Nintendo Switch. There's a lot more for me to do in that game and it doesn't make sense for me to pick up the expansion when I still have tons to do in the game. Plus I was also under the impression that I wouldn't be able to do any of that stuff that's in the expansion without having finished the game first. However, it turns out that that is actually incorrect. Earlier today, um, IGN posted a story about the fact that they got to go and have like a hands-off demo where basically Nintendo shows them what's going on with the game, but they don't actually get to uh, have their hands on the controller and try stuff out. And here's what they noticed. Well, they noticed that the uh, the enemy that they that the the enemy Pokemon that they were were fighting was level sixty, and that just so happened to be the level of the highest Pokemon. That is that was in their group. So they, after noticing that, they asked um, Demetrius Boggs, who is the Nintendo product marketing specialist, uh, if that meant that level scaling was in place. And he confirmed that Pokemon Sword and Shield's expansion pass areas, trainers, and wild Pokemon will scale with your own Pokemon levels. Not only that, but these areas can be accessed as soon as you reach the wild area of Pokemon Sword and Shield, which is just a few hours into the game. So whether you have started or, or I'm sorry, let me re, let me say that over again. Whether you've just started or have already completed every post-game activity and have a full party of level 100 Pokemon, both parts of the expansion pass, the Isle of Armor and the Crown Tundra, will match your Pokemon's level. As of now, we're unsure whether DLC areas will continue to scale with your level or if the areas become locked to the level your Pokemon were when you first visit. But we will update this as soon as we hear back from the Pokemon company. I think that this is, first off, really, really brilliant. Whenever you have an expansion and that expansion is tied to... um making sure that your characters are high enough level to experience that, then you automatically lock out a whole bunch of people who otherwise might use that expansion as a reason to get back into the game. Um, There are reasons why you would want to do that, though. But maybe there's story stuff in the expansion that takes place chronologically after 
the story of the main game, in which case it makes a lot of sense for you to lock that stuff behind some kind of gate in order to keep somebody from seeing the story of your game out of order. Now, I don't know much about the story for Pokemon Sword and Shield. I've never really cared about story in Pokemon games. But uh, so so I don't know if um, the Isle of Armor and the subsequent expansions that are coming to Pokemon will have story implications, but it seems like it's designed in a way that allows you to play it concurrently, which I think for me is the ideal way to launch an expansion for a game, especially a game that has uh, many, many hours of content that you can get into. I'm sure that there's many people out there who have poured dozens of hours into this game and have not yet finished the game but maybe they're like, well, I, I just kind of didn't care about finishing the story, but now there's new stuff for me to explore. Maybe they want to check that out. Maybe they are using that as an excuse to get back into that game. And because of the way that the Pokemon company is designing this, it feels like they are catering to people like that without having it be at the expense of of the people who have already gone through and finished everything. Now, the the last sentence that IGN said here, which I think is very interesting, and I'll read it again to you. It says, as of now, we're unsure whether DLC areas will continue to scale with your level or if the areas become locked to the level your Pokemon were when you first visit. That is very interesting to me. And, and here's what I would hope that it would do. I would hope that it would always scale to whatever level your highest level Pokemon is that's in your group right now. And why why would that be? Well, perhaps you have a team, a full team of powerful Pokemon. Like maybe you have a full team, six members, all level 100, super powerful Pokemon, like they can take on all comers. But perhaps you have decided that you want to build up a second set of people. And maybe you want to do that in the Isle of Armor, and maybe halfway through, you're like, well, you know what? I think I want to change up how I want to do this. Let me get rid of this character and go get another one, or maybe we'll try a third set and we can go back in, and maybe they're all like level one Pokemon, and you're trying to level them up, and now it's locked to the level when you first went in, I feel like that would be poor design choice. So I really hope that what the Pokemon company does is just always scale the encounters to the level of the Pokemon that you have. And in fact, I wish that they would always do that all the time in every Pokemon game. I remember playing uh, Pokemon X, and I had, and I'm going to pronounce this wrong, I'm sure, uh, Howlucha, which is like a hawk and a luchador. And I, like, he was like my main um, dude. Like, I, I would have him in my party and he would kick everyone's tail. But the thing about it is that he was over leveled against the enemies that I was coming up against. And it would have been more fun for me had the enemies been a little more powerful for wherever I was in the game. And I'm not sure why my particular um, set of characters were too powerful for where I was in the game. Maybe I did something where I was grinding or, or something like that. But it would be real nice if 
they just their mat their their levels always matched my levels, so that I would have to really struggle to defeat the enemies all of the time. I think that that would be the better way to do it. A lot of MMOs do stuff like this already, where you go out into the world and it doesn't matter what level you are because the enemies that you're fighting are whatever level you are. And those are the 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 games that I tend to put the most time into. It's never really fun being underleveled for an area, and it's really not fun being overleveled for an area either. You don't want the fights to be too easy, and you don't want them to be too hard. Uh, so I think what, what the Pokemon company is doing here is pretty brilliant. I am curious how many of you out there are going to be picking up the expansions for um, Pokemon Sword and Shield, and does this increase the level to which you are uh, excited for the expansions. Let me know on Twitter. I'm going to tweet out a thing right after this. from his This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Nintendo Switchcraft would not be the show that it is without the support of the people who listen to it. Every time that somebody... Uh, tweets at me and says, hey, Bill, I love the show, or sends me an email, or shares the show on Twitter with somebody else. I see all of that stuff, and I I really, really appreciate it. And something else that I really appreciate it is the people that go to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you, and they support the show uh, by using some of the links there. One of the more popular ones is our Patreon link. We're coming up on 70 patrons and uh, that's really really crazy to me i give out all of the content for the show for free and the people who are supporting over there they're helping me make content which is hard to do and they also get the show without any ads in it so if you don't like ads you don't want to hear those ads then guess what uh, head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you and become a supporter today because it really does help out super mario one two and three there's power in numbers nintendo now you're playing with power each game sold separately clay entertainment has kind of done a stealth drop a game that was just announced today and it is out today if this is invisible ink and yes that was a pun that was on purpose and i stole it from res tv in my twitch chat uh, we didn't know that this game was coming to Nintendo Switch, but it looks like it is. And uh, not no, it's not coming. It's here. It's out. And we didn't know until today that it was coming to the Nintendo Switch. What kind of game is it? Well, it is a stealth game. It is a stealth game where you are being a very, very sneaky person. Kind of a, it looks like it's a top-down uh, style of gameplay. And you are sneaking around trying to... Uh, I, I'll be honest, I don't know much about the story, but it looks like you're just trying to sneak into places. I really, really like the art style. It's got like a a um, a top-down 
um, hand-drawn, almost cel-shaded style to it, but also feels 3D in a 2D way. It's so hard to describe. I did put a link to um, uh, to a YouTube video in the show notes so that you can check it out. And I, I just wanted to take a second and wonder, uh, kind of aloud, because we were talking about this before I started recording the show, about why is it that some some games have video in the eShop and some games do not have video in the eShop? Because I was looking at uh, Invisible Ink in the eShop and I was like, oh, there's there's no video. How come? Like, wouldn't... Wouldn't you think that as a developer, you would want to make sure that you could uh, sell your game to as many people, as many uh, get it in front of as many eyeballs as you can? And a video will go a long way towards helping somebody decide whether or not they want to buy a game, especially when you want to see how the game plays. And if you go to the eShop link um, for Invisible Ink on the web, there's there's just pictures of it and the pictures look really cool but it doesn't tell me how the game plays and I wanted to know how the game plays so I had to go to YouTube and find out how the game plays by going to YouTube so uh, we were kind of talking about this before the show and I decided that I wanted to mention it on the show Um, it it turns out that Clay Entertainment and this is from Super Nintendad who uh, was was happened to be here in the show while I was talking about it. He said, um, he said, well, Clay Entertainment has other games on the Nintendo Switch, and of those other games that are on on the Nintendo Switch, one of them has video, and then the other two don't. So we were wondering why that is. What would make a developer decide not to? So he tweeted at them uh, while I was getting set up for the show. And he, and he says, any reason why there's no trailer on the eShop and just screenshots? And they replied to him, like, right away. Uh, they said, well, we're working from home for the foreseeable future, and recording a Switch was challenging. Maybe can add one at a later date. The content is identical to the PC build with some UI slash UX changes, especially while in handheld mode for readability, which I love to hear that. I really like to hear when... Um, devs take into account the fact that you're looking at a Nintendo Switch on a very small screen, and sometimes that means it's very hard to read the text, especially when that small screen is a 720p screen. It makes it hard to read text sometimes. So I like that Clay Entertainment decided that that's what they were going to do. And then they even sent him another one, and they said, we saw that you had posted unedited gameplay recording on YouTube. Thank you for that, by the way. Plan on sharing it for those who are curious which is really, really awesome. I think that what you should do, um, uh, Chris, uh, that's Super Nintendo. Uh, what you ought to do, Chris, is you ought to say, feel free to use my video on the eShop if you like. I think that that would be uh, really good for you, man. Uh, but yeah, I think the game looks really cool. I'm very interested in it. But I'm curious as to why uh, some developers will have videos on the eShop and others will not. And, it, and if it comes down to just capturing it, then what I would suggest to those developers is reach out to a content creator like myself or like Chris Becker or, you know, anybody else out there and say, hey, we see that you have unedited gameplay on your YouTube channel. Can we use that for our 
for the eShop. And I bet you that a bunch of people would say, well, yeah, of course you can. Feel free. Uh, that would be uh, awesome for us. And I, I think that that's a win-win situation. My question for you, and we'll talk about this on Saturday, depending on what responses we get, is how many people out there who are listening to this right now have decided not to buy a game because they didn't see any video of the game on the eShop? Or do you just automatically say, ah, screw it, I'll just go look for it on YouTube? Let me know what you think, and uh, we can talk about it on uh, on Saturday. Uh, I'm going to tweet about it right after this. Buy the Sega Genesis that comes with Sonic 1 and get Sonic 2 free. Act now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It is now officially confirmed that selling your Animal Crossing items for real world money is against the terms of service and you could lose your license to Animal Crossing if Nintendo catches you doing doing that. Is it likely that they will catch you doing that? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I have never tried to do this. I'm no, I know that there are lots of websites out there that facilitate uh, trading between people. And sometimes people use these things like Nookazon in order to facilitate or, or, or uh, turnip exchange. Um, people will use these websites in order to facilitate trading. And sometimes they will say, uh, you know, $5 in my PayPal.me thing uh, will get you access to my island where you can sell your turnips or you know, you can come and get the, I don't know, the ironwood furniture recipe in Animal Crossing for 99 cents or some, some, you know, that kind of thing. There's a lot of websites out there that are facilitating this. And of course there are because Animal Crossing is a phenomenon. In fact, it's funny, this isn't in the show notes, but I read earlier today that Animal Crossing has in Germany uh, surpassed the rate at which Smash Brothers sold by four times. So like for every, like in, in the amount of time from the release of Smash Brothers until, I don't know, however many months the Animal Crossing has been out now, if you line up those two graphs, the Animal Crossing graph is four times higher than Smash Brothers. This game is an absolute juggernaut it is a phenomenon of course we're selling that like almost a hundred thousand nintendo switches in the u.s in a month or no in a week sorry that was a week um so animal crossing is hugely popular and anytime there's something that is hugely popular people find a way to profit off of it and that's what people are doing with things like nookazon and Term- turnip exchange nintendo was saying this is against uh, the terms of service, and you might hear from Nintendo about that. This comes to us from GoNintendo.com. Uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons has been an absolute mega hit for Nintendo thus far, bringing in millions upon millions of players. 
The game is so big that there's a mini ecosystem has propped up around it with people t- turning t- turning to the game to make some real-life money. Players have been hitting up auction sites, social media, and more in order to sell in-game items and villagers, and Nintendo says no. The Big N actually spoke out about this phenomenon, and they want those involved to know that they should consider calling these things off. Nintendo has stated that selling in-game items and islanders for real-life money is actually against the game's terms of service. Furthermore, Nintendo has said that they'll consider going after each person slash company doing this on a case-by-case basis. Now, I'm sure that there are people out there who say, well, it's not hurting anybody if if somebody wants to if somebody wants to spend their money in order to buy something from another player, then how does that affect Nintendo? And it doesn't, you know, I'll be honest, it really doesn't affect Nintendo. However, things get real slippery when somebody gets ripped off and they don't have any recourse to go after that person. So then they complain to Nintendo and Nintendo's like, look, I don't have time to deal with this. Don't be bothering me because you were trying to buy, um, you know, bill the duck for 20 bucks on eBay. That's not my fault. That's not my problem. And if I can just say, I'm sorry, that is against the terms of service. Uh, if you do it again, we can ban your account. Then maybe that will stop people from doing it, which means that people will no longer call Nintendo when they get ripped off, which means that Nintendo will have less work to do, which at the end, I can understand why they would do that. They also don't want to be associated with getting with people getting ripped off. It leaves a bad taste in your mouth, and maybe you blame Nintendo, and even though you probably shouldn't. Uh, so I do understand their reasoning, Um I don't know. Maybe hands-off is a better approach, but uh, what do you guys think? Do you think that it should be against the TOS to sell stuff in Animal Crossing for real money? Let me know what you think. You get a low score for this game. And our last story from today was actually in the show notes for, I don't know, a couple episodes ago, and I just didn't actually talk about it. But uh, we know that Ninjala is coming to uh, Nintendo Switch soon. Uh, We'll throw air quotes up there. I forget which day it's coming. It's not important uh, for this story. Um, But that is a free-to-play game. It is a free-to-play game that focuses really heavily on battle pass mechanics like in Fortnite and cosmetic mechanics like in Fortnite. But it is going to also have a single-player story mode via paid DLC, which I think is really, really cool. In fact, I think that more multiplayer-focused games should do this kind of thing, especially if they are free to play multiplayer uh, focused games. Like I would love to play some single player stuff of apex legends where I get to go on missions as the different characters in there. I think that Fortnite would do really well to do that. Although they kind of have that uh, with um, the save the world mode. Uh, although nobody, well, I, I'm not going to say nobody plays it. My, I, I know that there are people who play it just to earn V-Bucks to then turn around and spend on the Battle Pass. Uh, So, you know, that works too. Uh, But I think that a lot of games that are multiplayer-focused games should add in single-player story mode DLC because it gives uh, some people who otherwise probably would not engage with that game a reason to pick it up. 
anyway, that that's the that's it for this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. If you want to become a part of our community, we've got a really awesome community. There's over uh, twelve hundred other people in our discord join us over at runjumpstomp.com when you go to runjumpstomp.com you can also get a link to my twitch uh twitch site and uh you can find me on twitter at runjumpstomp this show is part of the giant size team up network for more information check us out over at gstu.net and finally if you are looking for ways to support the show you can do so by heading on over to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. And with that, I would like to thank our uh, producers, anybody who is at the $10 tier or higher uh, on the Patreon site uh, is considered a producer of the show. And I thank them at the end of the show. So uh, right now we've just got one. That would be Abigail 13. She's been a patron for a very, very long time. Uh, I appreciate the help. It helps me make better content uh you know, all of the equipment that i bought to uh create this show that came from patreon so thank you very much to, for all of the patrons and especially for our producers the music that you are about to hear is cornaria Star Fox remix by noteblock uh it's really really awesome music and i want to thank them for allowing me to use it uh you can find them on youtube at noteblock n-o-t-e-b-l-o-c-k 